0: Welcome to Orion Valley
1: Season 2, Episode 7, 8, and 9, or Chapters 32, 33, and 34 Roll the theme music! Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink After all the water forth have rested in peace We can't find something that makes us come We'll break down the walls and eat all your moms. In. if you come attack us, you become delicious like girls And we we'll won't feel better for you at all And if you're in the server coaches, you'll become a server coach when we see a green, we have a ball I gave that one a little pizzazz. Uh, hello, everybody! I love
2: the theme music, Sally.
1: Oh, thank you. I made it myself, Mary.
2: I don't know what you're saying, but I love it.
1: Could you not hear me?
2: No, I can. I just don't understand what words you're saying in the theme, but I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you meant right now you couldn't understand what I was saying.
2: Yeah, I'm actually having a stroke.
0: <laughs> I can only I can only understand like half of the lyrics
1: that's what everyone says to me um like my my cousin's parents my cousin did the drum track and he showed it to his parents and they were like sully that was a very nice song you put together but what are you saying and i don't think they want to know what i'm saying
2: yeah just don't worry about it
1: uh hello everybody and welcome to tea time with titans and attack on titan rewatch podcast um I am Sullivan Harris, also known as the big Schnaz titan. Today, I am drinking some oolong tea, um, and I am also watching the show for the second time, and I've never read the manga because I am not a weeb.
0: Hi, I'm Ben. Um, I'm the beard, tits, and ass titan. I'm drinking, what did I pick today? Oh yeah, I'm back to the breakfast, <laughs> breakfast in Paris tea, um, black tea. You're in Paris again? Yeah, I'm in Paris again. Um, and I'm the sub dub and manga consumer. And today we have a
1: very special guest on the show. You may know her from her roles in What to Do or uh, End of the World or whatever the fuck that one was called. Um, you also may know her from slinking around the music department at Fredonia. And if you want me to cut that out, I can.
2: You can't, you don't have to. I don't
1: care. All right, sweet. Uh, it is the one, the only. Mary Standinger, uh, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me, Sully. Um, I'm the gap-toothed Titan. I got a big gap. Oh, there you go! Yeah, I've been planning that one for a while. Have you been? <laughs> I have My first uh, one was going to be the token female Titan, but then Joanna came mm. on, and so I said, I right. rethunk it. And I had to check that she didn't do the gap-toothed Titan, because she also has a gap.
1: That w- Yeah, that would have been bad.
2: I am drinking... Mint tea, it is actually, not to flex, but it is made from smear mint that I grew myself. And oh I dried my myself, Not, not again, not to fly.
1: Unbelievable.
2: But I'm kind of a tea connoisseur.
1: So you made this tea yourself. That is crazy. I
2: made this tea myself in every sense of the word.
1: So. <laughs> this is a tea time with Titans first, because Brian usually doesn't even have tea. Uh, we sometimes don't even usually have tea. And you are now brewing your own handmade tea on the show.
2: I'm Brian, but better. I'm kidding. Um, I'm watching the dub for the first time ever right
1: you haven't seen the show at all
2: i mean i've watched up until this point yes but <laughs> well, right, yeah,
1: you're not coming in and watching seven eight and nine and nothing yes else. i was
2: wondering but,
0: but- that I, I i didn't know what she did <laughs> that'd be a good yeah. bit though
2: that would be a good bit no i watched every episode up until this point
0: right so brian could
1: not join us today we don't know why uh, he just kind of <laughs> didn't show up um But I guess for any week that he could have possibly done that, this was the best week because like Mary said, she's going to be taking over the Brian role and she is going to be our uh, first time watcher. So this week we watched season two, episode seven, which is called Close Combat. We also watched season two, episode eight, which is called The Hunters. And then we watched season two, episode nine, which is called uh, Opening. And are those all the same in the sub, Ben?
0: Yeah. Do you say 32 is combat? 32 is close combat. Close combat. Yes, that's what it was. Yep. They're all the same then.
1: Yeah. Uh 32 Close Combat. This is a good episode and something I I was kind of picking up on was these three episodes all they're like recap sections go straight into the episode. Yes. Which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah, they kind of um it like starts with a little bit of recap and then builds on it. And
1: I usually skip past them, so I had to stop myself from doing that this week. <laughs> oh, my mother's here. Yes, mother, what's up? <laughs> Mom, One I'm making a podcast. Mother? No, we don't need more Cheetos. (laughs) I got a package. Hold on. Bring it to me. I'm recording a podcast. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. My dad is screaming. (laughs) My dad is screaming. Where's my kiss to my dog? (laughs) Which one? Victor. Victor has a new thing where he likes to. When everyone comes home, they'll bend over. Oh, thanks, father. I'm recording a podcast. Say hi to my friends. Hi. Hi, Mike. That's my dade. Yeah, Victor, whenever anyone comes home, everyone has to bend over down so he can jump up and kiss them on the lips. And if you don't do that, he gets really upset. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, that's Victor's new thing. And in the mail, check this out. I got some uh, new kicks.
2: Oh, those are sick.
0: Is that
1: Adidas? They're uh, some Nike Air Force Ones. Those look so cool. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to try them on, but I can't right now because we're recording a podcast. So episode 32, Close Combat. Uh, We jump in right where we uh, ended the last episode with uh, Reiner and Aaron just beating the fuck out of each other. Hell yeah. Yeah. And
0: we get a little bit of that, I think,
1: I'm trying to remember exactly where it cuts to the opening theme song, because I don't exactly remember.
0: Um, I want to say it's, uh, so we get a little bit more of, like, this heartfelt flashbacks of training, and then I think they, like, hit the ground, and that's when it cuts to the theme song, but I could be wrong.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because the recap is kind of like just Reiner and Bearhole taking Aaron on his little like wilderness sabbatical.
0: Yes, that 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 climb top of the cliff, which I don't know why they did that, but they did.
1: Why they did the climb or why they did the flashback?
0: No, I know why they did the flashback. The The climb always confused me because it was just go to the top of the mountain and be like, you can do it, Aaron. And it's like, why did we come all the way out here for this?
1: <laughs> it's so they could look over that beautiful lake and become inspired. <laughs> And so Aaron could have something to think about when he's about to do a drop punch to Reiner's face. Yeah. When we get into the main episode, it's kind of just like all combat this episode. Mm -hmm. And so we start out with, we get like an interesting internal monologue with Mikasa where she's like, God damn it, why didn't I just chop off their heads? And we find
0: out it's because
1: like she hesitated, Mm -hmm. which we usually don't see from Mikasa. Yeah,
0: we see the scared faces of Reiner and Berthold as they're like putting up their hands. And which is really sad. Yeah, we see the full Colossal Titan for the first time,
1: which is just like like we kind of thought it was gonna be. It's just his like torso up and his ribs are like clinging into the wall, and he is all CGI. Yeah,
0: so this is um probably the first case of something we see that really isn't maybe the best animation. It's still, in my opinion, it still looks good, especially compared to other CGI in anime, which usually looks mm-hmm. really bad. This still looks good, but I do know this this particularly draws criticism. Uh Wit's use of CGI for the Colossal Titan.
1: I thought it looked really good on the close-ups, but it looked really fucking weird whenever it did like a wide shot of it. Like every time it cut to like down in Aaron's perspective and you see the Colossal Titan on top of the wall, it just looks fucking bizarre. And I think it's kind of the same thing as, like, you see sometimes with bad Photoshop's where someone will take a picture that is, like, really high quality and try to Photoshop it in the background of a picture that is, like, very low quality... And that high quality picture stands out because it's like super defined and super uh, sharp compared to like the main picture. Like that's kind of what's going on here. The CGI yeah. is like so sharp and like so unflawed that when you put it against like the natural animation of everything else, it, it just looks fucking bizarre.
0: Yeah, it looks really out of place. Um, They do do still some drawn shots like when they do close ups of the Colossal Titans face um those mm-hmm. will be drawn but yeah the
1: one spot i think it looks particularly good is where when the survey core is attacking it and they yes. kind of use it in the same way they use like the cgi buildings in the first season like it's just an environment that they're running a camera through and then they're animating the survey core like doing insane flips over it that stuff looked awesome. Yeah,
0: that was gonna say the, the survey core flying around the t- Colossal Titan. Very visually impressive. Uh,
1: another little interesting bit here is Hanji's like
0: offensive lead that she takes.
1: Quite often we see her just like, we need to preserve every Titan. We need to like take a step back and think about how we can like capture them and study them and this time she's like everybody fucking kill it (laughs) like we gotta take this thing down
0: now she has a moment um in this episode with I wanna say Armin or somebody where she's like forget about what I said about capturing them. Do everything mm-hmm. in your power to kill them.
1: Yeah, she says destroy them. No second thoughts to Armin.
0: The steam's also another like really visually impressive thing that's going on in this battle. And do
1: we, I know we've talked about the steam before, but I don't yes. remember to what extent. Is it new information that he can just kind of spew steam whenever so, he wants so this to? So is,
0: this is something I wondered when I first watched the show and paid attention to when I rewatched. It's not something that's explicitly said, but we see him do it to aaron in episode five so it's something that is established right. that he can do just not explicitly stated that like aaron didn't pick up at the time that he blasted him with steam and like i guess didn't report that or whatever but yes this is a power that the colossal titan has and i
1: feel like before we get any further mary i want to know what your relationship to like reiner and Bertholdt was before all this shit went down um because me personally Reiner was my favorite fucking character going into this whole debacle. Um, and so I felt very betrayed. And something I wanted I keep wanting to mention about the gap between season one and season two is that so many people that watched this show had like four years to like sit and just obsess over the few things they got in season one. So I feel like all of those people even like got so much closer to Reiner and Beholt because they were like some of the few characters they had to hold on to for those four years. Um so I want to know what what like your personal connection was to this this whole thing.
2: Um so actually um before I had even I think gotten to season 2 one time I was when I was listening to this podcast I stayed for the spoiler. No! <laughs> and it was spoiler for me. And oh my god it was Are you serious? We spoiled it for you. Well, well you I, spoiled it for me. I, I was about to say we like, say a hundred times. Yeah, like, get that,
0: out of here! Don't listen. Yeah,
2: it might have been when I had finished season one, and then I like was about to start season two, but I was still like watching episodes or listening to episodes from this podcast from like halfway through season one. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I already finished season one. I'll just stay in the spoiler oh, section just for one Mary. minute, and then I, I heard it, and I was like, no, 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 Mary. and then I changed the next one, but oh that hurts that's why
0: i always say like end of season three if you haven't seen till the end of season three don't listen
1: (laughs) mary i never thought i would have to negatively uh compare you to casey clark but here we are
2: that's that hurts
1: Casey Clark habitually, he
0: purposely lived.
1: habitually spoils this show for himself.
0: We went through so much effort to not spoil him. He was the only person in this in our group chat for months who did not watch the show. And then he just goes and listens to the spoiler section. And he's like, well, I already knew that. And we're like, you fucker. It wasn't even
1: that he like went on Google and like Google searched <laughs> like what happens in season two? Wow. Yeah. Casey's a fool. Anyways, continue.
2: Um, I don't know. It was enjoyable to be able to watch like all the episodes leading up and I could like catch on to some of the th- stuff that I would only be able to see in the rewatch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would have been great to have the first time on Sully, but
1: this was literally Sully, you know, you. sometimes you like that.
2: Yes, it was literally Sully by Sully, but also with the um the Annie reveal in season one, I literally forgot who Annie was.
0: Me too. That was
2: my <laughs> problem. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that was coming, and it was kind of not lame, but I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, I guess I don't think I would have forgotten uh Rainer and Barrett Holt because they have such like an important role, I guess, in the episodes leading up to season two. But it was nice to see like the little like things. I don't know.
1: Right, the little hints at it. I
2: didn't know about Ymir though. So that was a good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a good like little surprise, and I was like, oh, okay. But I had also forgotten about her.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ymir. <laughs> so- Ymir's, Ymir's not really. There's not really any hints to pick up with Umir. That one's just yeah. a full-out surprise. And
2: I just like completely forgot about her. I'm really bad with like side characters and just remembering people's names. So, so I was like, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> you are the perfect Brian Standin. Then yeah,
2: I'm like really a dunce sometimes, and that's okay.
1: <laughs> we feel. I feel like to a certain extent, the Annie reveal is almost like a hey, look this way to like distract you from the Holt and Reiner reveal coming up. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, which is maybe why they didn't spend an, as much time
2: on that one. That makes
1: sense. So there's like all this hecticity insanity. Okay. (laughs) There's all this insanity going on. The survey core is just trying to take down the Colossal Titan completely failing. It shoots off its seam. Eren is down below the wall uh, fighting with Reiner and we get this (laughs) really fucking sad moment from Connie who does not realize that Reiner and uh, were the ones that just transformed into the two Titans and they're like making their plan. You go here. You guys go there. And Connie's like, wait, you guys need to find Bertholdt and Reiner they don't have their odm gear like they're probably like really fucked so please go help them that part made me sad that hurts. connie is so tragic this season like everything involving him from like his hometown being destroyed to like him like longing to go home at the beginning to being betrayed by reiner and bertolt like every time we see him he is just like this fucking piece of clay that's just getting like stabbed at by a molding knife <laughs> Okay, so Mikasa goes flying in after Aaron, right? Because, like, Aaron is just being, like, uppercutted across a field
0: yeah, over we get, and over again. We get this, like, shot of Aaron flying through the air, and it's just, like, centered on his ass cheeks.
2: I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote Aaron has a fat ass in my notes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be honest, like, both Aaron and Reiner. Have like very plump butts in their Titan form. They do.
2: Yeah. They really do.
1: They're the peak of uh, physique, of, of the male physique. Yeah. yeah. They're the embodiment of Tilf. <laughs> um, something I thought was really hilarious was uh, as they're fighting, Mikasa flies in and she's like taking stock of the situation and it does like this VCR rewind yes. effect. <laughs> like they make it look like it's someone rewinding a VCR while Mikasa's like, that punch. They're doing this and that and this. I just thought that was funny. And there's also this very brief shot. So Aaron's getting destroyed, like absolutely mutilated. And there's a shot of like his hand regenerating, but it's not like... The normal steam, it's like this weird rainbowy effect. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. No. It was like one shot and it wasn't happening anywhere else, but I thought that was bizarre. I wrote, Aaron regenerates rainbows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like when Mikasa is on Reiner's shoulder and she's just like hammering into him with the blade, even yes. though it's not doing it. It's like
2: a nub at that point.
1: <laughs> and something I wanted to note we get like a close up shot of Reiner's uh, armor in that moment and it kind of looks like lizard scales yeah like it has like that diamond sort of pattern going on mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to maybe connect that because the, the opening of this season has a lot of animal shit in it so like i'm wondering if that means anything and i'm not just being coy right now mary i genuinely don't know if that has any connection because that hasn't been explained yet <laughs> but yeah i'm wondering if like maybe these titans because like we have the beast titan now right mm-hmm. who's like very obviously like monkey the power of monkey monkey <laughs> so i'm wondering like is the colossal or, or is the armor titan maybe like the power of scales like lizard i don't know just a thought oh because what's like there's like that weird fat dinosaur that had like gonna... so sullivan goes on this weird two minute rant about a fat dinosaur and i cannot for the life of me figure out why he makes a joke at the end but i'll just cut to that joke with no context because i think that's funny never mind this is irrelevant <laughs>
2: Barney? Yeah, Barney. Okay. <laughs>
1: Reiner is the Barney is Titan.
2: Okay, cool.
1: So yeah, Mikasa's like trying to tear into the Armor Titan, and I love the shot of like Aaron has the- another whole internal monologue of like, "I'm gonna kill him! I'm gonna destroy him!" And he gets back up and goes running at him, and Mikasa just immediately like
0: GTFOs. Yeah, I love I love how ridiculous he looks when it's it's drawn in the manga panel. <laughs> I like
1: that. If you're showing us, I wish I could see it. Yeah, I can't. See. Am
0: I? Why am I?
1: Hold on. Let me. Oh, there he goes. Now he's back. Oh, we oh, can okay. see you. Oh, I can Quick, I show go. us. <laughs> oh my god, he looks like he's doing a power slide.
0: Yeah, he's just he's just like leaning back, like I don't even know. He's like making like a hundred thirty-five degree angle. And
1: yeah, he just gets punched again by Reiner. Goes
0: flying again before that he like goes through this whole monologue building himself up and it's just like this whole thing in his head and, and then it's just immediate to he goes in and gets punched
2: yeah
1: <laughs> can I be honest yes at this point when Aaron starts monologuing I tune it out
2: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I'm like oh okay I can check my phone right now because I've already heard this all before
2: absolutely
0: he's just he's just talking about he he's kind of loose it and he's like, These these fuckers are so disgusting, their existence needs to be erased.
1: And uh then we get as he's flying back another sick transition. Yes. Yes. Um so Titan form Aaron's flying back, and then we cut to a shot of little kid Aaron. Or not little kid Aaron, sorry. Training. I mean younger Aaron, four years younger. Uh so training age Aaron falling onto his back. Um and we're back in like that combat training that we, we've been cutting back to a couple of times, and he's fighting with Annie. Um, and she's kind of teaching him how to do some advanced maneuvers. This whole scene is kind of silly. Uh, like the way Mikasa shows up and it's just like, why don't you pick on someone your own size, Annie?
0: No, I just love the, um. I mean, between Annie being like, once again, she's like, I'm a delicate woman. You have to, you have to be gentle with me. And Aaron's like, bull fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) um, or just the shot of Reiner flying through the air and landing on Aaron, and then Mikasa challenging her.
1: Oh my god, that part's yeah, his the fucking like absolute just terror in his eyes like his eyes are completely whited out. He has this look of terror on his face, and Aaron says, Um, not really sure, I want to know
0: how you got here. (laughs) When it gets to like the Annie or Mikasa getting ready to fight Annie it's a Jojo reference in the manga
1: oh my that. god it is it's that like that walking yes.
0: meme right I thought that was really funny I noticed when That's I was through but um I just like I like um John being the simp that he is and someone's <laughs> yeah. like Annie's gonna kick her ass and John's like I bet my entire dinner on Mikasa <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: everyone's taking bets there are a couple weird lines in this like yeah annie is calling me casa like an animal yes yeah, and yes. saying like these moves are only for like normal people so
0: like i don't know how they'd work on she you she calls her a beast and uh, the sub yeah weird
2: i feel like the wording was a little bit different in the dub because for me i i was like is annie racist
1: that's what it feels that's like that's what
2: i took from it so maybe the dub wording is different.
1: Yeah, she definitely says, she animal, says animal instead animal of beast. In yeah,
2: or like she said something like you're kind or something like that. She
0: also yeah. says beast yeah.
1: and the manga. Okay. So is she like referring to the fact that she's a titan and Mikasa isn't? And like if so, why would she be letting that? That seems like a, a weird slip for someone as smart as Annie to make. Or is there something yeah. because she's the only Japanese person in the whole show? That's like, what I, I don't was, know what yeah. this is.
2: Or maybe just because she's such a good fighter. I don't know.
0: Right.
1: It's just that classic women jealousy yeah
0: yeah i think i think it's more just a comment on who Mikasa is and how she fights and she's kind of beyond human okay that's what she's getting at got it okay i
2: i like that cool. better than the racist one
0: closed book
2: <laughs> cool. uh,
1: also
0: is this the first
1: time we've seen jean the
0: entire season um we got a glimpse of him in the beginning i believe don't we like very nah, maybe not
1: right he's like just hanging out in trust or something um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like yeah. we haven't seen most of the main crew we were following season one, so... So
1: while we're on this flashback, something I really like about this show and how they use flashbacks is it's never just, like, a narrative tool, you know? Like, it's not just, like, trying to inform us of something. It always comes internally from a character. So it does, like, a dual purpose of not just being, like, uh, here's us shoving something into the show that you need to know or remember. Like, it's always something the character is remembering. Like, whether it be a new situation that we haven't seen from the past or something we've already seen. Like, I like that it's not just, like, shoved in there, you know? But we cut back to uh, the fight, and Aaron kind of takes the fight back over, gets the upper hand by using the moves that Annie showed him. Um, And I like the, like, little flashes it does while Aaron is doing the moves of, like, cutting between him tackling Reiner and then Annie tackling him. And it's just like the exact same shot, but it just flashes between the two quickly. Yeah, this is
0: um, it's something I've uh kind of phrased before, but Attack and Titan fights really have an ebb and flow to them, where you never really know mm-hmm. who's going to come out on top because it doesn't, it's not one way until it just flips, or it's not just a person getting decimated. Like, there's usually, you know, each person has some upper hand that they can pull. Right.
1: So something I wrote down that I wanted to talk about as well is, so like, if you look at fights in something like i don't know pacific rim where you really are just getting these like giant robots versus giant monsters they're just beating the shit out of each other right they're just punching each other they're shooting each other Mm -hmm. and to a certain extent you don't really know what's going on like you don't know what kind of strategy either of them are using you don't know like the technicality or the mechanics of like the these giant robots But this show, it always takes a little extra time to explain to you exactly what's going on, whether it be like explaining to you how the ODM gear works or explaining to you like these MMA moves that Aaron is using and how he learned them. Like, I like that it takes the time to explain to you what everyone's doing. So then... When you have those little brief moments of like super awesome action, like it makes more sense to you.
0: Yeah. And no, this is actually really important to Aaron's growth as a character, because seeing Aaron stop and think is like a huge part of how he grows um, throughout these fights, throughout the whole series, because he won against Annie pretty Mm -hmm. much through brute strength. Um, there's not too much to yeah. do that other than just brute strength. But now we're starting to see Aaron channeling 1% of Armin's brain and actually like trying to think. <laughs> right. And I mean, also he has Armin and Mikasa screaming in yes, ear the the whole time. Like,
1: dude, what fucking no- stop. What I
0: noted about this is it's like, like a boxing match where Armin and Mikasa are the coach in the corner and they're like,
1: go for the leg.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: But yeah. I mean, I feel like we can just kind of like bust through the rest of this because... The rest is mostly just fighting, right? Yeah. Like Aaron starts like chopping off, like breaking off some of uh, Reiner's armor just by putting him in these locks. They eventually like figure out, like, oh, let's like break some shit off of his knee, and then we can like hit his legs out. Um, they're just like doing all these strategies. Uh, Aaron finally gets him into a lock that uh, he's able to like kind of start ripping off yes. Reiner's head, <laughs> which is sick. Reiner just does like this fucking like slug scoot. Like pushing yeah. Aaron forward while they're in the lock, and it's really funny. Um, something we got to mention is the little moment with uh Hanji when she's telling him to like yes. break the armor on the knees. <laughs> Aaron like acknowledges what she says in the briefest fashion, and she just looks like her crush finally acknowledged her yeah, for the first time from yes. Aaron
0: acknowledging her.
1: Yes, she did. I'm glad you said it because I was not gonna say it. <laughs> And yeah, everyone's like, why the fuck is Reiner doing this weird slug scoot with Eren? What is he trying to accomplish? I love how accomplish? Armin,
0: like, seems to, like, figure it out immediately. Yeah. Does yeah, he? Like,
1: what does he do? Armin,
0: like, is like, why is he moving there? And then all the other Survey Corps members is like, oh, give it up. He's he, This is just a hopeless struggle for him. And Armin looks up and looks at the Colossal Titan, who's right there. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Reiner screams and the Colossal Titan just does a little fucking uh, head over teacups fall. Yeah. And the shot of it, because all of the muscle has kind of like burnt off of the Colossal Titan at this point from like blowing off all of the steam, I'm assuming. And so it falls head first into Eren and Reiner and it's just like a skull yeah. mouth agape. And it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it
0: looks like a puppet. There's also, I just, I love (laughs) Connie's reaction when he's like, hey, what's going on? And then it just sounds so funny in the Japanese because Connie just starts going, oi, 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 (laughs) oi, oi, oi.
1: Because he's like, no, 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 no in the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That kind of fits better. I Yeah. I love the Connie voice actor so fucking much. But though I don't know, something is off about the way he says no in the dub. I'm like, it doesn't really fit how the face looks, but like picturing the oi 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 (laughs) oi
0: it fits much better. Um and yeah, that's the
1: episode. Do we want to rate them all three at the end like we've been doing, or should we rate them uh, off the cuff right now?
0: I mean I have a rating either way.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's do it right now. Let's rate it. So, uh, Mary, I'm sure something we forgot to mention is Mary is like our only listener.
2: (laughs) I love listening to Sully podcasts while I am on long drives. It's the only thing that gets me through. That
1: is so sweet. I think Noah does the same thing.
2: No, he, he does it while he is like doing housework. He told me and i was like i could never do that <laughs> like he? when he's just like d- doing dishes or just like cleaning or something he'll listen to a podcast
1: He's the true friend. He is a true friend. <laughs> um, So I am going to give this episode, and I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to give it a trost. So if this ty- if this episode were a titan and it was breaking through those walls, it would get to trust for me, a three out of five. I like it a lot. I'm trying to be a bit more conservative with my ratings because I've kind of just been throwing out like roses and uh, Sheena's left and right. It just has a lot of combat. That's all it is. Um, and I feel like the only thing that keeps it from being lower is like how exemplary it is in like really explaining to you the mechanics of what is going on with the fight and I mean also it's just good action so I- I'm a- I'm gonna go a-, a little trust, a little trust I, w- I was
0: actually gonna give it trust too same basically nice. same reasoning that it's just um, it's a good fight episode um but there's like nothing I could say that would make it like an extraordinary episode
2: I was also gonna give it a trust just because also the amount of Aaron monologuing where I just kind of checked out <laughs> yeah. because I've heard it probably many times before. So He kind of just says
1: the same thing
2: over and over. Yeah, exactly. But it was good. All right, let's jump into uh,
1: season two, episode eight, chapter number 33, The Hunters. I feel like we probably are going to have a bit shorter of a conversation on this one. It is, it's is—it's a brief episode, but there's a lot in it that I like.
0: Yeah. So, I, it, it probably is worth noting, since we've never mentioned it, that Jaeger is the German word for hunter. Um, right. Uh, oh. I was just the thinking that because of the title of the episode. I wanted
1: to talk about the titles of the episodes, because for the most part, I don't understand them. Close combat is pretty self-explanatory, but... I don't really know what the Hunters has to do with anything in this episode, really. Does anyone have any shining light they can uh, bask upon that for me? No. I look like Frodo.
2: (laughs) You do. I actually don't
0: know if I have anything in my head on why this is called the Hunters maybe if we talk about it we'll uh okay figure
1: something maybe out. yeah so we open up
0: we we get some
1: Pixis. uh mary do you like Pixis? i do this is a happy drunk bald man
2: i liked it when he said that he wanted um her to change his diapers <laughs> yeah. he didn't okay he didn't exactly say that but it was
0: he sometimes.
1: implied it
2: he implied it so yeah she
1: this girl comes up and she's like if you keep drinking like that we're gonna have to start taking care of you old man he's like i would like that <laughs> yes. Uh, but we get a little like meeting of the minds. So Aaron uh, shows up who we haven't seen in a while either. And they're kind of just like talking shop about um, like the advanced squads that they sent out to try to find the the hole in Walrose. Um, and we kind of see them starting to get a bit skeptical that there even is a hole because um, they're like, this should have been like a pretty simple mission and everyone should have been back by now. And they're not. Uh, which means something probably went wrong. We also see that the um, higher ups are now sending the MP to like the the smaller nipple cities, as we yeah. call them, uh, mm-hmm. to help out with shit instead of just keeping them in the wall sheena and in the inner walls. And so we get some just like in, uh, interesting interactions with them. Like the MP are like, well, this isn't that hard of a job. Like, where are the Titans at? And Levi's like, well, if you want to fucking die, we can go find a couple for you.
0: I know, I love how Levi is just casually like, well, if you're so eager to fight titans, then we do plenty of expeditions beyond the wall. <laughs> you can get eaten in. So feel free to join us. Um
1: and, and yeah, we don't get really much in this location. We kinda like quickly cut back to Wall Rose uh, and our main characters. But I like to, I like seeing John again. Sean is uh still just hanging out in trost, licking his wounds. <laughs> I can't wait to get more of him but back up on wall rose i don't even know how to like go into this because we get a lot of just like hannes being a kind dad like armin and mikasa are kind of just like traumatized up on the wall mikasa has the moment where she wakes up and is freaking out because aaron is gone and hannes is just like being like the cool uncle or like the nice dad and just like trying to distract him he's like you guys got to eat
0: yeah we um we actually get a flashback uh before yes. mikasa wakes up of back to Aaron armin and mikasa being kids and Aaron being a little shit and fighting these bullies <laughs> by himself and i just love hannes like the shopkeeper is like hey you fucking useless drunkards like do something and he's like someone's coming that's better than us yeah.
1: <laughs> this whole flashback is so fucking good because um, I think it serves a very important purpose on top of just being extremely entertaining. Like it's so goofy. The whole yes. thing is just like yes. the music is lighthearted. The like how it's animated is lighthearted. The voice acting is so like fun and energetic. It's just like this goofy scene of like a little street fight between Aaron and a bunch of bullies, and then Hannes, the drunk and a bunch of like older bullies. Like it's just like a thing that I feel like is more akin to what we see in like a ma- American. Uh, animated shows I
0: do I, I found this very funny especially when Aaron's in the middle of a fight and then the shopkeeper punches Hannes and then he's like yes. oh I guess I'm fighting yeah. too
1: <laughs> just like the little a- animation moments of like Hannes like putting his fist up like it's all so goofy and fun it just made me feel good and after so much like betrayal and so many reveals and so much just like non-stop like what the fuck is going to happen next. Just having this lighthearted scene felt really nice. And I think it also serves like what this whole episode is trying to do, which is just like reminding us of the relationship that our three main characters have and like reminding us of why we're here. Why like, not only are they here, uh, like physically like in this situation but like why they're here as characters like what each person is like personally trying to get out of all of this and we cut back to the wall and we have this like super tender moment with
0: Mikasa where yeah. uh, I mean she's geez. calling out for Aaron and then she wakes up calling out
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: I mean like Armin convinces her not to like go after Aaron he is like listen we have too many injured people like we don't even have enough people for a, a scout party uh, we don't even have the horses on like the right side of the wall um, there's, like, no way we can go after him right now. And Mikasa, like, just the way she says this, and I don't know if it's, like, done as well as the sub, but, like, the way she says, like, why does he do it? Why does he always leave us alone?
0: Like, it's so fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. Why does Aaron always go off leaving us by ourselves or something? Or why does he go off by himself mm-hmm. something like that? And
1: then she also says, I don't want much just to be near him. Yeah. And it's, like, really the first time we're getting Mikasa, like, in saying anything intelligent <laughs> like usually she's just like it" <laughs> and like sprinting into battle this is the first time we really just having have her like sit down and be like this is what
0: i'm thinking this is what i'm feeling yeah and i know it's sad. mikasa expressing complex emotions <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> hannes comes over and this speech he gives like i i Said in earlier episodes that Hannes is like my favorite character. And honestly, rewatching this for the life of me, I couldn't remember why. And this is the moment that is like, this is why he is my favorite character. When he talks about, like, I just want to go back to the good old days, like, the reason I have gotten my shit together and am working so hard to be like a part of this like unit and not be a drunk anymore is because I just want to go back to like, you know, hanging out with you kids. Like, seeing you guys scrabble in the streets, like, that flashback. Um, Like, I want to go back to the simpler times. And just, like, everything he says here is such, like, a powerful and potent quote. And it is, like, genuinely like a father who is speaking to his kids, who he has watched growing up over the past 15 years. For
0: sure. I mean, none of them have parents anymore. Um, Yeah. Aaron Bikasa or Armin, they're all gone. Hannes is really the only parental figure they have left. Mm -hmm. And just getting this
1: insight into his motivation, which I feel like we haven't really had that much. We've just seen that he has evolved as a character. And now we're like stepping back and like seeing why.
0: He also just like a huge part of his speech is like, he like perfectly characterizes Eren and like motivates Mikasa and Armin to like be like, He's. This isn't hopeless. Like we're gonna get Aaron because Aaron is. He's like Aaron's the most tenacious person I've ever met. I don't think I've ever seen him win a fight, but I've never seen him give up either. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like
1: one of the very last lines he said, like, kind of brought tears to my eyes because it's like, it's very tender, but at the same time, like, very epic and like makes me kind of hopeful for the first time in a in a few episodes. And it's when he says if you can count on anything, it's that Aaron will give them hell at least until you or me get there, Uh, which is so funny. And just like, like you said, the perfect encapsulation of like who Aaron is as a character. Uh And then we get just like uh, this shot fucking stuck with me. I remember laughing so hard when I watched it the first time. Uh, mikasa and armin just eating their fucking crackers <laughs> it's so fucking funny yes it's so it's like,
0: aggressive
2: yes
1: i feel like the animators were told like we need you to animate this like they're they've got purpose like they're ready to attack the animators like i got this <laughs> and then it's just them fucking chowing down uh and it
0: like lifts up into the sky when i watched that scene well, all i could think about is like When I read the manga, I got to check if that's in there. Yep, it is. The aggressive (laughs) aggressive eating. There's just a few panels of Armin and Mikasa eating with purpose, like you said.
1: I want to see it. Let me see it. Yeah. (laughs) hell yeah chomp chew I love it (laughs) then we have a little commercial break we cut back and uh, Erwin shows up on the wall he's riding the horses on top of the wall and the last episode I asked do they ride the horses on the wall and now we find out that they don't and this is the first time they've ever done it apparently Armin's like huh never thought they would ride the horses on the wall but here we are (laughs) Erwin shows up John is with him Um, they're like let's fucking do this let's mount a rescue I love Hanj like
0: Crawling over to the guy's leg and just grabbing it, and
1: he looks down. He's like, "Whoa,
0: hunch." Yeah, she's like one of those like legless zombies, yeah, crawling around on the ground.
1: She gives them her whole plan. She's like, "Map, I need a map." Yeah, and she's like, "Listen," and she says all this. She's lying on her stomach on the ground, and everyone's like kneeling down to be on her level. And she's like, they're in the forest. They need to rest somewhere. Uh, that's the only place where they could like safely hide, where no Titans could get to them. So we need to make a fucking beeline to for the forest now. And yeah, that's pretty
0: much the, the episode. I, I and- love how she... It's going through this whole explanation and she's going through her reasoning just to then cut to aaron's eyes opening to see yeah, yeah, the scene yeah. exactly as she's describing it uh-huh. yes
1: and i wrote uh yeah. aaron got no goddamn arms <laughs>
0: he's armless. wakes up
1: armless i know <laughs> we don't even get much here we just kind of see everyone chilling out in the trees and then we cut back to the horses just fucking plowing into action um and it's epic i wrote horses are still epic
0: so something was funny when um I was watching this and I didn't remember like I remember Barrett Holt like takes Ymir with him but I don't remember him like swallowing the other Survey Corps member and it's just some nameless faceless Survey Corps member and then I realized on the rewatch I'm like he gets the gear from them that's why he takes the other Survey Corps
2: member oh Oh. got it I wanted to feel included I was
0: wondering. it's like they don't make any explicit mention of it they do in the manga but like I realized as I was rewatching, I'm like, oh, it's because he needs gear because I realized that when they mentioned, I think the next episode that Reiner has Aaron's gear.
2: Yeah, right.
0: I was
1: wondering where Bear Holt got his gear. I compl-
2: That's oh, so interesting. That's so smart. Yeah. I hate
1: them. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this episode a rose and it is because um, any like flaws or boring moments this episode may have are completely overshadowed by the insight we get into Hannes' character for me i just love his whole speech i love all the little moments of him being a dad to mikasa and armin and i think the flashback was like a very well needed like breath of fresh air in the middle of this season to kind of like relax for a second before
0: going into like the end game it's uh i will also mention that flashback is totally anime at oh yeah, not Fuck. non non the manga at all. Really, very cool. Wow, it is also a very visual flashback. Like
1: it is like it has all these like little cinematic yeah. moments, like these little goofy like Studio Ghibli esque moments, which we always talk about in the shit that's added that specifically for the anime. So that's
0: that's cool. Um, I probably would give this one uh, a trust as well. It's a pretty good dialogue episode. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna get into the really good dialogue next. Oh no,
2: I. I think Atrost, maybe bordering a little bit on, what's for? Rose. Rose. Okay. I totally support your rating Thank you. system. I just it's have- It's
1: perfect. No flaws. Few,
2: few brain cells. I think it's really great, actually. Wow. Legitimately. This is
1: the first time I've ever been complimented on this show. It feels good.
2: Sally. I have been silently defending you every time that anyone makes fun of your rating system.
1: I love to hear it.
2: I just care so much about it. But- like what you were saying, Sully, the flashback just makes me feel... Or like the mm-hmm. like dad moments just make me feel so, feel so like warm and fuzzy.
1: It feels like drinking a nice hot cup of tea.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs> a nice hot cup of homegrown
0: <laughs> mint tea. I, I have a note I didn't mention, and I just wrote, Mikasa gonna lose it! Because there's like <laughs> this scene of... She does this a lot where she like like, zooms in on a person, and she's, like, close up to Armin, and her eyes are wide, and she's like, where's Armin? Where's (laughs) where's somebody going after him, right? She wakes
1: up, and I thought she was gonna, like, hug Armin, but she just grabs him by the shirt collar and starts screaming at him. Yeah, she's a little intense. Yeah. So, season two, episode nine, uh, chapter 34, it is called opening. I already know from what Ben just said that we might have some different opinions on this because I personally am like kind of fighting internally between what I think about this episode now having seen season three in the beginning of season four and how I felt about this episode the first time I watched it. So I'm interested in hearing what Mary has to say about this because it has been a while since I first watched.
2: It. I was mildly bored throughout the whole okay, thing. Cool. I feel like there was just there was a lot of talking and I feel like at the while I was watching, I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I finished the episode mm-hmm. and I was like, what the fuck? Just like I don't yes. understand what was accomplished. Yes. I feel exactly. like there was a lot of like back and forth and like I don't know. And this
1: episode starts out like so strong too. Like it starts yes. with all the horses fucking blasting away from the wall. Um like, we see Jean back with the crew, which is cool. Like, we've got the the whole, like, crew of horses, like, tearing out into the formation. Um, we've got, like, the heavy drums and the music. Like, it's so exciting. I must have missed it, and I didn't go back. Where, what did Hanj want to go do? at the beginning she like is she like i to gotta go to, go to somewhere she's gotta go,
0: she wants to go to Ro- ragako village connie's village
2: with the oh, yeah. she's, like, I, okay. she's like
0: i have to, i have a hunch and i have to know got it okay that makes sense and her like little friend is just like
1: ah fucking i'll go stop being such a <laughs> weirdo Moblit. you're too tired that's Moplet? Mm-hmm. is he the one that's always with her
0: yes god i love him he's funny he's always scolding her too yeah
1: but yeah, so then we cut to in like where we're gonna spend most of the episode, which is in the trees with everybody just in one location. Everyone's just standing on their branch and they talk for a long time. The biggest problem I have with this, um, and I'm trying to think back to the first time I watch it, is just that we don't have enough information to make anything they're saying like hold any relevance to us whatsoever. Like everyone's just saying nonsense, and normally this show does that in such a good way where it like gives you these little hints at like the bigger picture and it makes you like wonder like oh my god what could that mean like what what are they not telling us like what is still hidden what's going to be revealed but this is just annoying to me i love this episode i'll be honest
0: okay but that's
1: where i'm conflicted is i love it too watching it back like now knowing everything
0: my first time watching it i was kind of all i was all on the edge of my seat kind of absorbing this information because it really feels like you're getting answers and you're not because it's just like yeah because reiner berthel and ymir have much more understanding of what's going on than aaron Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of in this together with aaron in this bewilderment of what could any of this mean um, yeah,
1: but I felt that way too the first time I watched it I was like oh my god I'm finally gonna get some answers and then like Mary said by the yeah. end of the episode I was like wait I don't know anything really that I didn't know before I started this episode. I exactly. will say
0: there are some like important bits thrown out. Like Aaron can't transform when he's regenerating. It's that's given.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's something new. And it's showing that like Reiner and Barrett Holt have more mastery of this Titan power. Um, They have that knowledge. There's, yeah. they, they know a lot more. And that's implied. The Beast Titan. Ymir is kind of throwing out this accusation of like, hey, I know you guys are associated with him and you're going to have to get back to him to get back Mm -hmm. home. Like the fact that she pieced that together, that's another like really important information Mm -hmm. that's given to us.
1: And we kind of like in a not straightforward way, like get, absolute conversation that Ymir is not working with Barrett Holt and Reiner. Like we know that she for some reason ate their friend at some point. Yeah. yeah. Mary, I wanna know I wanna hear about this episode from your perspective. Like I wanna know what you got out of it. Like what information you found important um and what you felt like you learned.
2: I there was this one part where Aaron was talking directly to Ymir and he was like, what's the enemy here? And she like is about to tell him yeah. and then, like something happens. I don't quite remember.
0: Reiner interrupts her. Oh,
2: wait, we learned that like um, Reiner has this duality. Right. Or like this split personality. That's like the yes, most important thing. Yes, that's another important
1: that thing. Also, mm-hmm. can I
2: just make this side note real
1: quick? <laughs> yeah, what's the side Sully? note? Sully,
2: you're also watching the dub, right? I am, Yes have you noticed that they say Reiner's name like in a British accent? (laughs) Yeah. They say Reiner.
1: And it's bizarre because I feel like they don't for at least most of season one. And then in season two, they doubled
0: down on Reiner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that happened. I, um... I was confused by it too and I picked it up in season two and I uh, don't know where it came there from. There is a
1: lot of like kind of switching back and forth between the uh, sub pronunciation and the dub and like the American pronunciation I guess of it Um, with almost every name. Yes. But yeah so we have Reiner starting to like ramble about being a soldier and wanting a promotion. <laughs> He's yes. like hey guys we did such good work. Yes. I'm not saying we like go forward and be like hey make us a captain or something
0: but. I feel like as a viewer you're just as confused as Aaron and Ymir are at this moment. And I just, I love that feeling with this show of like, I feel like I'm always feeling the same way yeah. the characters are. Like I'm living. Aaron in that just moment. fucking
1: like loses his mind. Yeah. He's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? You're being an asshole right now. Ryan is just like, bro, Aaron, yo, chill out, man. I'm just talking about a promotion here. <laughs> like they just Absolutely. seem like, like they're all talking like bros. <laughs> ranch. So he's like, bro, Aaron dude we're just we're just two bros being dudes here chill out like i just want to date krista like i just do you think she likes me <laughs> Yeah, and then we get like all the shit, like Bertholdt being like we're warriors, not soldiers, and Yamir's like looks like he got a little identity crisis going on there. Reiner,
0: we also get a kind of not specific flashback. Oh um, yeah, with Reiner, Annie, and Bertholdt to where he's like watching Marco being eaten. Yeah, we we don't see it; we just hear him say, "Why yeah. is Marco being eaten?"
1: Um, something I like throughout this whole episode is Aaron is doing all of his like internal monologues, and he just keeps getting cut off. <laughs> Yeah, like he'll be cut off mid sentence in his head. I think that's really funny. Thank
2: God.
1: Yeah. So Aaron starts losing his mind. And I love when he's just like, bro, bro, you killed my mom, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. Don't you feel anything?
0: Yeah, Yamir and Aaron really keep because like they, they realize something's going on with Reiner and then Reiner's being aggressive when he snaps back to it. And they really keep trying to egg Bartolt on. Mm-hmm. He's just got the stone face silent treatment for them. They're really trying to pry something out of him. And he has
1: like a line where he's just like, fine, you want to know what I felt? I felt sad for all of you. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: yeah. This is another huge thing I love in this discussion when Aaron and Reiner really start getting into their heated argument. Aaron's like, you're fucking awful. You're evil. You're, you're mass murderers, yada, yada. And yeah. Reiner's like, I know that. Yeah. I know what we did. And we, we're starting to get this sense of, Reiner and Holt don't yeah. enjoy What they're doing
1: Oh Aaron I don't know Aaron like specifically mentions Like these are like innocent people And that's when Reiner yells I know Like mm-hmm. something about like these are innocent people Really ticks him off Yes, And I'm sorry a lot of the dialogue in this episode is just like Funny and like it really Shows you how ridiculous a lot of the Concepts in this show are like Yamira is just Like you know what's with this what's with that And the
0: big fat monkey what's with yeah. that Like <laughs> I love her bringing up the monkey And then
1: Aaron's like come on a monkey What are you talking about a monkey And she's like
0: (laughs) Yes, Aaron is totally lost. she's like,
1: monkey, beast, titan, call it whatever you want to call
0: it. I also love, I think she does it multiple times where she's like, shut up and listen, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, because Aaron is just like, he can't like conceptualize a pro like an enemy bigger than one person. So he's like, every time someone, like they refer to like anyone outside of Reiner and Bertholdt, like vaguely, he's just like, what are you talking about? Who's the enemy? Yeah, he's a simple guy. He is. And I fucking love like, Kind of the end of this episode, like we're almost at the end because like yes. Reiner is trying to be like, Ymir, you know, you can join our side. Can't like guarantee your safety, but like, listen, and Ymir is all like, well, you guys don't even trust me. So like, how can I trust you? And Reiner basically says, listen, if we can all agree that we want to fuck Krista, then we can <laughs> all work together. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And Yumir is basically like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, he throws in Krista, and that kind of, at this point, feels out of nowhere. And I think that just, you know, adds another layer to this of, oh, we need, we're, we'll protect Krista, like, on our side, like, come to us. Mm-hmm.
1: I I don't know, it's not even that out of nowhere because we've had so much this season of everyone just being like,
2: God, I wanna kiss
1: Christa. <laughs> and yeah, then they like look off into the distance, they see the green flares of the uh the formation coming towards them. Does that bode well for them? And that's basically the end of the episode. Um, I am going to say something controversial. That is that I'm going to rate this one uh a Shiganshina. Um, and that is because <laughs> listen, okay. I have two ratings for this one. My first rating is a Shiganshina. And that is me watching this for the first time and having that experience that Mary described of just being like, I just felt like I got a lot of information, but I actually barely learned anything, but maybe I did learn a lot. Like, it's just confusing, and I feel like this show so often does so well of like saying what it needs to say while also leaving like a mystery there and like, I don't know, keeping you interested. This episode just like I got lost. I was bored. Like I felt like there was just like one piece of information that I needed to make this episode make sense and like all come together. And that piece of information wasn't given to me. And if it was there, I would have loved this episode. And now rewatching it, I have that piece of information and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. Um, and so like if me rewatching it, I would probably give it something more like a rose. But I'm gonna stick with a shiganshina because I, I feel like maybe it should have been a better first watch and not like so much better on a rewatch, maybe. Um, and also I don't think I've given anything a shiganshina, so I am gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on I
0: it. would give this a wall rose because I do remember watching this for the first time. There's just a lot of mysteries given to you and a lot of things to speculate about and things to think over. And I remember clinging on to like every one of these words the intense dialogue between the two. I remember just being basically on the edge of my seat watching this episode. I was, my mind was running running wild when I watched this episode on what they could be talking about, what they're dancing around, especially since we only, only just a few episodes learned that Reiner and Berthold are enemies. They're the Colossal and Armored Titan, which we have not Mm -hmm. seen in forever. And they're finally back. And we've seen up, we've been seeing them the whole time. And like, what are their motivations? Who are they? Where are they from? What's their connection to the beast? Mm And there was like so much running through my mind after a while watching this episode
1: i felt that too but like all the mental gymnastics just kind of left me feeling tired like i have such a vivid memory of coming out of this episode and just like wanting to take a Um, nap
0: season two in general is you get a lot more questions than answers and that's why i would defend this episode and love i love what it does
1: i think that might be the biggest thing for me is that it puts forth so many questions and then we don't get really a single answer and, like, that ratio is just kind of off compared to where it normally is. Mary?
2: Oh, sorry. Um, Maria is the second one, correct? Or
1: a two? Uh, yes, Maria is number two.
2: I I will be giving this one a Maria because I was annoyed. <laughs> um, also, I I think I watched this the first time, like, a week ago, and then I decided not to watch any more episodes after that because I didn't want to like accidentally spoil it or something like that. Um, I rewatched it last night very briefly, but in the week that I since I watched this the first time my head has been empty. I have not like thought of any single possibility that could be coming Mm -hmm. up afterwards. I feel like there wasn't enough. I'm sure if I rewatch this, I'll be like, oh my god, it was so clear. But Mm -hmm. for me now, I feel like I have absolutely no idea what any of this could have possibly meant
1: it almost feels like a blessing and a curse at the same time because it like mixes the pot of any theory you might have so far and is like none of what you're thinking is true at all but also we aren't going to give you anything else to like come up with a new theory
2: exactly but i also think this is the first episode that i've seen ymir in that I didn't like hate her the whole time or that she wasn't pissing me off. Yeah, she's kind of cool. Yeah, she's just cool. She's, I enjoyed her. Also,
0: also learning she is quite intelligent. Yes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And she yeah. also
1: kind she, of feels like she has a bit more motivation or like maybe something deeper going on than yeah. just like wanting to hang out with Krista all the time. All right, so we are all across the board on this episode.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Some things I will note, there's the scene of the Survey Corps kind of riding up, and that's another anime edition with uh, Mikasa, Hannes, and Armin. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, right, with Mikasa like kind of
0: running ahead and Hannes yeah. being like, you yeah. need to slow down, dude. <laughs> and also the flashback we get when Reiner's having his identity crisis, mm-hmm. that's also an anime edition.
1: Oh. Interesting.
0: So... Mary, I know that you
1: just said you don't really have any theories, but we got to keep in tradition with the uh, format of this podcast. And since Brian isn't here, we can't do what the hell does Brian think? So we got to ask you, Mary, uh, what the hell do you think is going to happen from this point on?
2: I mean, I, get, I know that there's going to be some sort of conflict when the scouts get there. But beyond that, I literally have no clue. And I have mm-hmm. no idea how that conflict is going to go, like in whose favor mm-hmm.
1: We've asked this question of Brian a couple of times, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, we keep getting uh, Reiner talking about home, like we want to go home, and like now we know that that's not somewhere within the walls. So, like, do you have any theories of what home could be, or why him and Holt were sent here to get Aaron?
2: Like in the first season, I remember Aaron's dad was going outside of the walls, right? Or no, was he not? I think he
1: was. He was just going outside of Shiganshina. I think he okay, was going so not- inward. If I okay then, correctly. Yep.
2: then my only thought his spanish oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think well
1: no i think you're maybe in a good direction with that because we haven't yeah. seen grisha in so fucking long like we have yeah. no idea where he is if he's alive like we have no I don't information know. on him this might be the worst episode to have you on and ask you these questions after
2: that's awesome
1: <laughs> yeah we love to do it to you <laughs> that's all right uh Ben, do you have anything? Do I have any thoughts? Well, no. Do you have any questions?
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, do I have any? I was about to yeah, sound about- like, I was so confused <laughs> yeah. the way you phrased that. And I'm like, yeah, I have some ideas. <laughs> we'll wow, I'm surprisingly correct all the way to the- nearly <laughs> the end of season four. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, But questions? Uh, no, my main question definitely would have been, like, I really like to get at why they're taking Aaron um mm-hmm. because I know that was my that's the big focus of the show and I was asking a lot of like why is Aaron so important to them
1: do you have like a picture of what their like quote unquote hometown is cuz when I was watching this the first time like I feel like I pictured something, like, almost regressive, like, because, I don't know, the walls seem so, like, industrial, like, it feels like industrial revolution, and I, so I feel like maybe there's some sort of, like, conflict between, like, nature and industrialism, like, it's more of, like, a naturalistic society or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, this is kind of the main event of this episode, so Mary is a music major. I Uh, am. She is a a genius with the tunes, so we... (laughs) As we always do, I have been grossly like not representing the music in this show well specifically the uh, intros like we barely talk about them because we are clueless and don't know any terminology so Mary uh has broken down uh some of or maybe one of the openings
2: for us okay so I have I have like three characteristics that all of the themes share and why mm-hmm. I believe that that they make them like so sound so epic
1: oh okay cool yeah they do have like this very big and very epic sound to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's kind of inexplicable. And so now you're going to explain it to us. Yeah.
2: So my, the first time I ever watched Attack on Titan and I heard the theme music, I was like, oh my God. Like that it sounds like I've never nothing heard, you've ever heard before. Yeah. I've never heard anything like that before. And it was just mind boggling. So I actually immediately when I heard it, I was I went online and I found the sheet music and I was like, what the fuck is happening? You did not. I did, I did, and I you found was... the
1: sheet music for it.
2: Yes, I found the sheet music, and for that's it.
1: just available online.
2: <laughs> There's actually I can't remember the name of the website. The first thing that I that like really hooked me was the harmony they use a harmony that you barely use and when you use it you use it for a reason and
1: just to be clear we're talking about the season one opening right
2: i'm talking about all three because they all use the same harmony cool they use the same harmonic a uh, relationship. So
1: Kill 3 birds with one stone.
2: If I ever say anything that doesn't make sense or I am <laughs> explaining it too much just tell me because I only interact with either children music No, children that I'm teaching music to because I'm a music education major or Uh, music majors who have spent far too long studying music.
0: I get that. I I get that feeling. When I spend too long talking to physics majors, I'm like, (laughs) oh wait, this isn't normal language And also
1: the other half of that, like you speaking to little children, the other half of Ben's uh, personality is trying to speak to the Ravnic Avengers group (laughs) chat and explain (laughs) basic physics theories to us.
2: Um,
1: And it probably feels like talking to babies.
2: Yeah, but I don't want you guys to feel like I think that you're dumb.
1: I am dumb, though. So
2: if I ever say something that's like of course everyone knows that i will say sorry.
0: we need a safe word <laughs> no that's fine i did band for like eight years and i don't think i know any i'm music sorry
2: <laughs> what instrument did you play
0: <laughs> i did percussion i played tuba so i don't i wouldn't say I, I don't i wouldn't say i don't know any music theory because i did mallets but like
2: but like yeah i
0: wasn't the most educated yeah
2: i have sadly spent two years of my life studying music theory in college so sadly <laughs> But anyway, back to this one specific harmony. So it's called a chromatic mediant. And okay. so when you're talking about Western music, there are 12 tones. There are 12 notes. Mm-hmm. So C, C sharp, D, D sharp. Yeah, so a mediant is a third. So either a third okay. up or a third down. And they these intervals can either be major or minor. Okay. I'm probably getting too much into it. But a chromatic <laughs> mediant, is when you take the third that would normally be in this scale. I have a piano that will help.
0: (laughs) Oh, let's hear it. She brought brought demonstrations.
2: The first thing that I learned in music education is sound before symbol. So you you play an example, and then you explain it. Can you hear that? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is C. If we go up a minor third, E, down, or up a major third is E, down a minor third, is a and if we're in c major this is a c major scale in a c major scale you have c d e f g a b c
0: Also, i think it's uh worth noting because you've mentioned the connection between the three openings it's all done
1: by yes. the same band mm-hmm. linked to horizon yes. and it's all off of a single album
0: that fucking
1: rules
2: i am friends with sully on spotify and i see his that he's <laughs> no. constantly listening to it
1: don't dox I, me sorry
2: but this actually an interesting thing about linked horizon. They're actually an offshoot of a band called sound horizon.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like they were like a band that did like whatever, like synth pop music. And then yes. they're like, well, now let's do a band that just does whatever this crazy thing is called, which is like symphonic, yes.
2: metal symphonic or something
1: like that. Or, yeah, or something orchestral like that. metal.
2: In Western music theory, when you modulate a key, you either usually add one sharp, add one flat, or take away one sharp and take away one flat. That's a closely re- related key. That's a key right. that you would normally modulate to that mm-hmm. you would change the key to. So I'm looking at the third or the season two one. It goes from little jazzy C sharp minor, mm-hmm. and then it goes to um an E sharp minor which is just really funky. So you're in C-sharp minor and then E-sharp, G-sharp, B. And that's just like, yeah, it's not where you would expect to go. Usually you would go to like a five. So like that, 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 and then back to the C-sharp. That's like typically what you do. But in this case, they took it really weird. Mm -hmm. And then in the original one, they modulate the key. So in the first in the one that I was just talking about, they just do it in a chord they, and like they're just in the chord and then they switch back. But in the original, mm-hmm. the first theme, this is the one that got me. They go. And then they go, Oh God. Oh God. Fuck. So they do that little thing. So they're in C minor. That was C major, sorry. They go, they're in C minor. No, they, sorry. they Fuck. Oh, my God. They're in A minor.
1: You're okay. Chris is going to edit the shit out of this, so.
2: Thank you, please. Okay, so they're in A minor. Da, 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 da. And then they go to F sharp minor, which is just. Yeah. Fuck. And then it goes to. Mm-hmm which you just don't expect. And that.
1: Yeah. It's like this weird transition almost
2: weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. And the harmonic, the harmony, when you use that kind of harmony, it's usually very jarring. It pulls you forward. Because it's not where you expected to go. So then you're like, oh my God, what the fuck mm-hmm. is happening?
1: Right. It's like keeping you on your toes, almost it's like keeping- the storytelling of the show. Like how exactly. it's constantly changing and doing different things.
2: Yes. It creates a sense of forward motion by the instability. <laughs> Did you hear
1: that? Are your piano turning off?
2: No, my weird hiccup.
1: yeah, Chris keep (laughs) that in and double it the one question I specifically had coming into this I was hoping you would answer and you did and it was why that like uh, like why that feels the way it does because it feels uh, weird it feels like you're tripping and like the syncopation it's like oh my god that's so obvious that is like one of the few things I took away from (laughs) music theory and I didn't even consider that but like I'm glad you brought that up
2: because
1: that has been like eating away at me (laughs) Uh, so that was Music Time with Mary. Music
2: Time with
1: Mary. Uh, our, our brand new subsection. Okay. Um, ben, I feel like I don't really have anything spoilery to talk about with these episodes. Uh, and I, we're also running kind of long. So I
0: mean, we can, do you, you want to skip spoilers? I think
1: we can probably skip spoilers on this one.
0: I mean, with the Reiner-Berthold reveal, we don't really have as much to talk about. There is, the flashback was added. I won't say why. For those who are caught up, I will say, keep in mind, the manga was to the end of season three by the time season two was airing. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it does kind of, so, like, it, it is seeding something there. Yeah. Yeah, so let's end this episode, Yay. shall we? Um. So, next week, unfortunately, Mary will not be here anymore, but we will hopefully have Brian back, I guess we'll see. <laughs> (laughs) Um, And we're going to be watching season two, episodes 10, 11, and 12. It's the last three episodes in the season. uh, So it's going to be a good time. Maybe we'll get another cool guest on. Um, So go watch those episodes. Come back next week. Take a listen. Uh, Hey, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. Uh, I know you're listening and you have nerd friends. So tell your nerd friends about us. Uh, and also leave us a rating on iTunes because that helps us out a shit ton. If we didn't cover something that you feel like we should have covered in these episodes, because uh, we probably skipped over something huge and important, uh, leave us a comment on our website, Orion Valley Productions slash Tea Time with Titans, or on our social medias, which is at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram and at Tea Time Titans on Facebook. Twitter. Thank you to Chris Rowe for editing this podcast, uh, which is part of the Orion Valley Production Podcast Network. You can also watch our other shows, such as Frankly, I Love Movies, the Film Review Podcast, or uh, Ravnik Avengers, which is our real play D and D podcast. Yeah, so I think that's everything.
2: Come back next week, season finale. Thanks, thank you, Mary, for You're coming welcome. on. You're welcome.
1: Oh, cause what's like. There's, like, that weird, fat, weird dinosaur with, like, a big shell. It has, like, a turtle shell. Never mind. This is irrelevant.